Episode 42 of the Ranting Weight Watcher. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you're listening on allows you to rate the show, Please leave a four-star or five-star rating. Any rating is greatly appreciated. Man, oh man. I hope you enjoy this episode that I have planned for you today. We are going to talk a little about positive thinking and how good it is to keep a positive mindset regardless of the situation that you're dealing with. Let's get into this. Journey updates. All right, guys. Good week this week. We are down 1.6 pounds for the first weigh-in of the month of June. So total for the month, 1.6 pounds lost so far. Total since January 2019... We are down 132.2 pounds. Total to get to our small goal of 253 pounds is 10.4 pounds away. And the goal for the next WW milestone, which is the 150-pound milestone, is 17.8 pounds away. And the big goal to lose 200 pounds and then reevaluate my life is 67 Point eight pounds away. It is a full steam ahead approach for me right now. Everything is everything is working my way. Every, all engines are fire. All pistons are firing, and um, not going to second guess anything here. We're not making any corrections. We're not making any changes whatsoever. I have preached consistency since I I could remember. I have worked on consistency my entire journey since I started January 2019. And it has never done me wrong. I set a rule for myself for when to make a change. And that is three gains in a row. There has to be three gains in a row in order for me to make some sort of change. And unless I hit the three gains, I never make a change. It's all about consistency. It's what it's been from the beginning. And it is what I credit the 132-pound weight loss to. Consistency at all costs. I've said that before. I'll say it a thousand times. Today, I want to get into a little bit about, you know, sometimes when the past comes back to haunt you. I had a couple of instances in recent, in the recent, past recent months where, you know, you think because of your success, right, in what you're doing here, you get to a certain level and you think certain things just 
aren't for you anymore. When I say they aren't for you anymore, what used to be a weakness becomes a strength, you know, stuff like that, right? And sometimes you think something is now a strength and you can deal with it no matter what, and it really isn't. It's just the fact that it hasn't presented itself in a long time. And so I want to talk a little bit about today what happens when these things creep back and haunt you later in your journey. Because we all have to face it at some point. Everything that bothered us in the beginning of the journey never stops really bothering us. And I had to come to terms with that because I thought I was over a lot of these things and not, it's not the case whatsoever. They bother me just as much now as they did then. I just thought I was over them. That's the only difference. Okay. One, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was recently I bought from my own merchandise store, I bought a t-shirt with the Ranting Weight Watcher logo. And some of you you have heard this story already, so just bear with me a second, because this is all setting up the end of the episode. So just putting you in the right frame of mind here. So I bought the t-shirt with the Ranting Weight Watcher logo on the front. And I'll remember, I bought 3X. Now, right now, I'm putting on shirts that are extra large. But when I looked at the sizing chart on this website and saw how they measured it. They, it. It was a weird way of measuring it. It's not the distance around. It is the distance across the shirt. So I, it was the recommendation was to lay the shirt on the bed and do the measurements to one of your own shirts the same way you would do it, you know, how they measure their shirts, Right. So I laid it on the bed and I did a measurement across the chest and down from the shoulder down to the bottom of the shirt and to get the measurements as they see it. And I came up with the determination that it would be the safe bet just to get 3X. Even though I wear some shirts that are extra large, I wear other shirts that are 2X. I got the shirt and I was a little disappointed because when I put it on, it was way too... Easily, I mean, it fit, okay? It, it fit just right. And it was just too close for comfort to for me to say, I, I, okay, you know, it's just the manufacturer. It just, it was, it fit perfectly. There was no extra room, no nothing. And suddenly this one thought creeped back into my mind that used to haunt me all the time. When I was at my biggest, or even when, before I started this most recent time in January 2019, I was always worried about my work shirts. The shirts I would wear to work, the rule was never dry them. Always hang dry them because if they shrink, then I got to go buy another shirt. They won't fit anymore. And I'm down 132 pounds. I am over two years into a weight loss journey. I have never been more dedicated to anything weight loss as I have been to this time around with Weight Watchers. And the success of losing 132 pounds starts to breed confidence in what you're doing. And you start to forget the things that bothered you in your past. And I hated, I absolutely hated worrying all the time about shirts shrinking on me and becoming too short and having to throw them out. I hated it. I hated having to have shirts draped everywhere in my house hanging on chairs, hanging on hangers until they dried, air dried, because I didn't want to put them in the dryer. I met someone who, um, I was getting getting a kitchen renovation done here. So 
when I was during that time, we didn't have laundry. We didn't have anything in the house. The whole bottom floor of the house was ripped up and being renovated, okay? So every Saturday morning, I'd wake up and be in line, 6.45 in the morning, be in line at the door waiting for the lady to come open the laundromat because I wanted to get a couple of machines so I could be folded and out the door by, you know, 9.30, whatever it was, okay? So she came and she noticed, you know, after so many weeks I'd be coming over there, the, the woman that worked at the desk at the time, she had noticed that I would take shirts out and then put them on hangers and then take them to the car wet. So she asked me one day, what's the, why do you keep taking them? Why not, why not put the shirts in the dryer? And I said, I'm afraid they're going to shrink. And she was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll show you what to do. I'll show you what to do. You'll never shrink them again. And so at the time, hadn't started Weight Watchers yet. So this was still very much a part of my life of worrying about whether or not clothes were going to shrink. But she had assured me there is no way they would shrink if I followed her way of doing it. So I took all the shirts that I, and we put them in a separate dryer. And we did uh, no heat, just air. And the no heat got them dry in, in a quicker manner than having to hang dry them, number one. Number two... Got them to dry. It took a little longer than it would like the other other cycles that I just put the you know normal dryer on. But because there was no heat, it took a little longer to dry those. But still, not as long as if they would sit on the hanger for hours and hours. And I was surprised. I was I was very skeptical. I I was thinking in my head, there's no way they're going to shrink. It doesn't matter. Put it on, and the clothes were the same. They didn't shrink. So for every week after that. I got a separate dryer in my load just to do my work shirts with no heat, and I kept doing it that way. Well, fast forward however many months, the kitchen renovation took a lot longer than expected, and it got to the point where you know I started to experiment a little bit and, and say, what would happen if I chose low heat, the lowest heating in the dryer? And I chose the low heat and it dried much quicker and the clothes didn't shrink. So then I adopted that and so on and so forth. Eventually the kitchen renovation was done and I applied that same knowledge to my work shirts once I got home. And then fast forward a little bit more, rejoining Weight Watchers, uh, enjoying life, dropping weight and haven't had to deal with worrying about shrinking clothes ever since. Until this shirt. I bought this Ranting Weight Watcher logo t-shirt to talk about the podcast. And I was wearing it. Wore it for the first time. It fit me like a glove. Then I was worried about this same feeling. The same feeling that came right back into my life. I thought it was gone forever. And it came right back into my life. And the same thing happened a few months ago, a few weeks ago back with the, with the suit for the communion. I thought I was going to be a certain way. You know, I thought dropping 130 pounds afforded me certain privileges in regard to shopping for a suit. But I dealt with all of the same stuff. I dealt with a really bad uh, salesperson that just wasn't taking my thoughts into consideration. 
and so on. But that was another one that came back to haunt me. When you go out shopping for clothing and you think, oh, I dropped a bunch of weight. This shopping experience is going to be better than any one that I've had in recent history. Meanwhile, you run smack into the wall of every fear you ever did before you joined your weight loss program and dropped the weight that you dropped. You had this thing in your head of what it's like to go shopping for clothing. And because you lost the weight, you have it in your head. It's not going to be that way this time. And then you get to where you're going and like a, like a, a train going toward a, a brick wall. Boom, you, you just get smacked right into it. And you may not even expect it because you, you, it was just the last thing on your mind. Another thing that could happen to you is like you, you have a special occasion coming up. You know, families getting together, whatever, barbecue, whatever it is. You have it in your head. Okay, I'll just wear this in my closet or whatever. And you go to put that thing on the closet and now that doesn't fit. It's snug. It's looking really bad. Take that off. You put something else on. That's too too, uh, tight. Take Take off that, put on the next thing. The next thing is too tight. Before you know it, you got a pile of clothes on the floor and you're ready to flip out and there's no more choices. And all of these things, all of the, all of the voices in your head come right back. Everything, every bit of self, negative self-talk starts haunting you from the, a stupid occasion that's supposed to bring happiness, but the clothes on your back are going to make it so that you have a negative mindset going into it because of an experience even in your own home going through your closet and there's the also the the fear you've gotten to a certain point you have a certain amount of success you dropped some weight your clothing has definitely changed and you're starting to buy smaller clothes and you're starting to put on and wear much smaller items but you don't let go of the big ones you hold on to them Now, I don't know, is it fear that gets you to hold on to them? Is it fear of um, gaining the weight back and needing the clothing again? Is it fear of, is it body insecurity? What could it be? What could it be? It could be so many different things. And you hold on to them. And you keep holding and you keep holding and you keep holding. And you're, you're becoming like a hoarder, hoarding clothes just in case. Just in case. And I'm thinking about it now. I got a couple of things in my closet. And ju- until just recently, I got rid of a couple of them. I had these, I don't know why I was holding on to them. I have leather belts, okay? Brown Black, whenever I go out shopping for belts, I buy one black, one brown, and one that is like a a dressy one. You know, something you would wear with slacks versus jeans, right? There's a difference, right? But always black, always brown, sometimes gray. You know, not, not all the time, but you get my point. And I had been holding on to one of the belts I had was for a size 60 waist. Size 60. And at that point, I had popped in, I had one of those leather tools, and I had popped in a whole bunch of extra holes. 
and I kept making it bigger, bigger, bigger. But I, at this point, I had this long tail. After I pulled it tight around my waist, I had this long, I don't know, foot and a half of extra leather that I'm tucking back into the loops of my pants. Why? Why couldn't I just let it go? And it wasn't until very recently that I said, you know what, forget about it. I'm not keeping these, these uh, belts anymore. I'm done. I am done with these belts. And I found a better alternative where there are no holes. It's not made of leather anymore, but it's like a, it's, a, it's a braided belt. And there are no holes. They just they'll last a little longer as I go through the weight loss uh, experience here. We'll, we'll keep using those. And I still have the one dressy belt that you would need with a pair of slacks. So I have that still. And I have these braided belts that don't have holes. And literally the little the pin could be stuck in anywhere within the braid that you need it to be. I'm holding on to, <laughs> for other reasons, I have these hoodies that I love. A Yankee hoodie and a 49ers hoodie that I bought right before moving to Florida. And <laughs> stupid me, I bought them and I knew I was moving to Florida and I paid God, awful amounts of money. We're talking about probably $150 for the two. Minimum. Minimum. It could have been more. It could have been like $175. Now I'm thinking about it with shipping and everything else. Probably like $175. But I probably wore them in cold weather (laughs) two or three times, and then we moved to Florida. Now they sit in my closet because I spend... Uh, let's call it $200 on two hoodies that I only wore a few times. And I, I keep them because in Florida it does get cool, right? But it's getting comedic. When it does get cool here, I go and grab the Yankee hoodie or the 49ers hoodie, either one, and I put it on. And it not only does it go past my waist, it's like down to my knees, just above the knee. That's how big the hoodie is. And my daughter thinks it's the most funny thing. She'll laugh at me when I put it on. And um, sometimes when I tell her to go get it, she puts it on herself and comes down. And it's this hilarious thing that my daughter's wearing this size, I don't know, 4X hoodie. It might be a 5X hoodie. Now I'm thinking about it. I'm not really sure. But but, uh, because I paid so much money for it and I only wore it, now, I'm living in Florida nine years, right? It's going to be nine years this, this uh, November. And maybe in Florida, you have, you have the weather to wear a hoodie, I don't know, seven days out of the year. <laughs> some, some ridiculously low number. Seven days, uh, and I just I can't let them go. And at some point, I'll get another Yankee hoodie and I'll get another 49ers hoodie and then maybe I'll be more more willing to let them go. But I am definitely holding on to them just because of the amount of money I spent on them. And I'd like to do... I'd like to do something that, you know, say I got my money's worth out of them. Something. But I will get them to goodwill at some point for somebody else to deal with. (laughs) Um... Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about how to turn this around. So I just gave you a bunch of situations where you've been handed a negative situation, but how do we turn it into a positive? What do we do to stay positive during these, these moments? 
And so we're going to talk about that when we return from the break. So stay with me. I'll be right back. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to the Ranting Weight Watcher. If you would like to connect on social media, we would love to connect with you. On the Weight Watchers Connect app, search for at Ranting Weight Watcher. All of our other social media links can be found at www.therantingweightwatcher.com. You can also email the show, say hello or share your story with us. Send your emails to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Are you interested in Ranting Weight Watcher merchandise? The Ranting Weight Watcher merchandise store is officially open for business. Head over to www.therantingweightwatcher.com, scroll down past the welcome section to find the link to the merchandise store. Thank you so much for your support of the show. If this is your first time here, and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. We are proud to announce that the Ranting Weight Watcher has been rated number 6 in Feedspot.com's Top 10 Weight Watchers Podcasts. Click the link in the show's description if you wish to see the full list. If the podcast app you are listening with allows you to rate the show, please leave a 4-star or 5-star rating, whatever is in your heart to leave. Any rating is greatly appreciated. And now, without further delay, here is the star of the show, Donato Russo. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. We've been talking about trying to keep a positive mindset when circumstances dictate otherwise. And so I just wanted to keep going with that. And how, how do we do it? What do we do when we're handed all of these situations that have haunted us in our past and caused all kinds of issues emotionally for us? What do we do to make the turnaround? I'll tell you this, the core of this, the core of any moment like this starts with a choice. And now there are plenty of people that would say, well, what do you mean it starts with a choice? I've been given, you know, I'm in this state because of this happened to me. And I I totally get that. I totally, I'm with you. I understand. But it's still a choice. It's a choice to, it's a choice you make to become negative when you're handed certain situations. And the same as it's a choice to be negative, there's a choice to be positive. So, how do we make the choice? How do we? Stop making the negative choice because that one's so easy to make. Obviously, right? You could spend, you can give yourself any one of the situations I talked about in the first half of the show. And I'm sure you can think of a thousand ways to start beating yourself up if presented with one of these situations. But you can't, you probably can't think of one to try and give yourself something positive to think of to get yourself out. Because in in reality, any one of these situations I talked about in the first half, they are, it's like quicksand, okay? You step into quicksand and you start sinking. And now you're, you don't know what to do. And you're struggling, you're moving around, you're trying to get 
out of the quicksand. And you think you're strong. You're like, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. And the more you move around, the more you struggle, the more you try to fix it, the, the faster you sink. And before you know it, you're, you're ankle deep, your knee deep, your thighs deep. Now you're waist deep. And now you're panicking. You're panicking because you thought you knew you, you thought you knew how to deal with stuff like this. Or maybe you never knew how to deal with stuff like this. Maybe you're just like, oh, here we go again. But it doesn't mean you don't want to get out of it. It doesn't mean because you never successfully did it does not mean you don't want to get out of the situation just as equally as the person who's been there a thousand times. Right? So you're sinking. And, and all of a sudden you're up to your neck and you're going, that's it. This is it. I'm done. I quit. Or you can reach up for the branch that's above your head the whole time. And you can start to do something to get yourself out. So the majority of the time when we're just presented with situations like this, the majority of us would easily just concentrate on the problem. Where the key is to start figuring out what is the solution. And whether or not you like the solution, that's not part of it. But you have to come think about a solution, not think about the problem. Because thinking about the problem is not going to fix it. It's going to make the problem seem worse and bigger and bigger and bigger until you're overwhelmed. Now, the emotional eaters out there will go to the, go to the thing that they, the medication that they choose is food. I know because I used to be one of them. I know the food wasn't going to do anything to fix my problem. It was the medication I was using to give myself comfort in a situation knowing it was simply a distraction. And the problem would still be there when I was done pigging out. Only after I was done pigging out, now I have the guilt of having pigged out because of it too. And I also still have the problem that I was dealing with. So whatever it takes to get you to make the right choice, because in reality, one cannot walk backwards into the future. You can't keep looking at the past while you're going toward your future. You're either dwelling on the past or you're looking forward to the future. One of the two, you can't do both. It's impossible. One is going to affect the other. If you're a runner and you're running a you're running a 500-yard dash or whatever, the guy that looks behind him to see how close is the nearest one, that's the guy that's going to lose. The person that just runs until his legs fall off or he crosses the finish line, that's the guy that's going to win. Because it doesn't matter how close the other person is behind you. It just matters who crosses the finish line first. 
Your job is to make sure it's you. Your job is not to figure out who the person is behind you and how far they are. So the, the negativity that haunts us from the past is not something we can dwell on if we are attempting to really create a new future for ourselves. Don't forget that. One cannot walk backwards into the future. Doesn't happen. So you need tools. You need to create solutions to when you're presented situations like this, what do you do? Now, I have little things around me as I sit here at my desk and stuff like that. I have videos I saved on YouTube. So when I get in these situations, and I I can't tell you countless times, especially the videos on YouTube, countless times I've listened and re-listened and re-listened to the point where I I almost know them by heart, these, these motivational speakers that I listen to. And there's a different frame of mind when you're listening to people like that talk. You can't remain negative and listen to people talk with this kind of energy. The two conflict each other greatly. And one of the two is going to win. Either your negative mindset is going to win and you're going to turn it off, which I'm not saying I haven't done before, or the positivity from the, in, the inspiration you're receiving from the video, from the speaker it, themselves, whatever it is, it's going to take over. And the problem you're dealing with, it's just not going to seem that big anymore. It's not going to seem something impossible to deal with. So that's just a couple of the tools in my toolbox. I have these little uh, positive affirmations that someone made for me. They framed them. Uh, a, a fellow connector, Susan. When I approached the 100-pound milestone, she had sent a plaque that had 100 nails, and it, it, you know, it showed she hammered in 100 nails, and she did it in the shape of the number 100. And the nails represented every pound I had lost. And I look at that often when I'm... When I'm dealing with situations when there is a negative thought in my mind, clouding my judgment, whatever it is, I look at that and remember, what did it take to get to 100? And how awesome was it that that this was sent to me by a fellow connector? And she also sent from my favorite motivational speaker, Eric Thomas, she sent uh, framed uh, quotes from his speeches that I have out here. And I don't read them every day anymore. But when I do have situations I'm dealing with, I do look at them and read them. And maybe that's just the point of where I am. Maybe some of you might need to read stuff like that. Maybe it would benefit you to have something in your tool chest and like a positive affirmation, something you can look to and read every day. So I made it a tool for your arsenal. If you don't have a toolbox and you don't have any way to fight this stuff, let this be the first tool in your fight.
And after the episode, take a visit to www.therantingweightwatcher.com and you'll be able to download a PDF version of what I have here for you. I call it the Ranter's Creed. It's a positive affirmation for you to declare over your life. And here it comes right now. Nothing can stand in my way because I am an unstoppable force. My challenges crumble in my presence because I am so strong. My insecurities no longer have power over my life because I I am so confident. My mistakes are my choices and I am okay with this because I am so intelligent. The mirror and scale can no longer haunt me because I am so beautiful. I can face any circumstance with unwavering support because I am so loved. The demons of my past can no longer haunt me because I now love myself. All things are possible as long as I believe because God is on my side. I will achieve all of the goals, not if, but when, because I have no boundaries. I am the champion of my story because I do whatever it takes to win. No one can take what I've done away from me because I am the author and the hero of my story. I'm coming. Victory is mine. Because I am enough.